Okay po, I'm Deb Conrecorder and mayroon po tayong podcast ng 3pm. Brother F, you can start now po. Okay, okay. Good evening everyone. Uh, good evening. Uh, uh, maybe I'm not live in, uh, in approach. <laughs> so just good evening here in the Philippines. And uh, I will be sharing a little. Yes, thank you. Uh, I will be sharing a little about the topic that is being discussed. In this room, uh, about hamartology uh, of Jesus Christ. So, before anything else, I'd like to give an opening prayer. Uh, uh, even uh, in this recording, Gracious uh, uh, Lord, thank you for this wonderful evening that we could come to share your word and talk about it. Give us wisdom, and revelation. Forgive us if there are. We have devoted on any other thing. Our shortcoming is against the cleanse us and make us worthy to uh, carry the word of your servant behind. In Jesus Christ, we pray. Okay, so um, uh, I'd like to share about what I learned from my pastor. Then we're going to go cross over to Jesus Christ. Um, from what I've learned from my pastor, from my previous I came from. Uh, is defined as gnosing. Uh, of course, uh, the same definition, missing the mark, making an error. But hamartia is the original sin that we are inherited of. Hamartema is the art. Uh, so in the Bible, that, looks, uh, that is a singular sin. You were born with that sin. But uh, there is uh, another kind of sin, which is the work of the flesh. It's in Acts 38, the word sins, plural. Uh, it's the hamartema. Uh, my pastor called it hamartema. It means uh, all the deeds that we have done in our flesh. It's hamartema. Hamartia could be forgiven by repentance. Uh, and the blood of Jesus Christ should be applied for us on the cross of our sin. That's the sin that we were born of. That's the sin of unbelief. So, opposite of that is belief and repentance from ignorance, being buried. So, um, how about the forgiveness of our sins of our flesh, from our tema? Those will be forgiven after in baptism in water. Um, uh, just as Peter said, uh, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. That's plural sins. Those are all the other sins that you have made in your life. So that those other sins that you have made in your life, that is Hamar uh, Neva. So that you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost preserves us, anoints us, seals us, that we will not commit the sin of Hamartano. Now, Hamartano is the third kind of sin uh, described by my previous pastor before. And it's a willful sin. So we have Hamartia, the inherent sin we were born with, we were ignorant of it. And if we repent, then we have faith. Hamartema are the sins we commit in our flesh. Hamartano is the sin 
expect us a willful sin that there will no longer be any sacrifice for sin. So what is this? This is a willful sin after you have heard the truth. You might have been converted before, but you have backslidden and you went against God. There, uh, I've seen many of our brethren in our local church that ha uh, has, uh, yeah, has, uh, that has happened because, uh, of course, there's no training from elders, parents. There are other ministers that try to undermine uh, my teaching so that the uh, members became the one. And some, many of the young people have gone back to the group. So, uh, Amartano is a Christian. It's similar to Nicolaitanism and Lukwardism. Nicolaitanism is, comes to your mind, but you're still religious, you're still religious. Just suppressing the people's mind. And lukewarmness is, uh, you're not really, you've been, uh, that's a psychological kind of idolatry where you're in. Uh, you go back to uh, you may still attend church, but your heart is not interested in it. So that's uh, that's requirements. The Colatonism or requirements can be Hamartano. Hamartano is you sit willfully after that you have received the word of truth. In chapter 6, you might be elated or revived or uh, at first in hearing the truth, but eventually you done down. And Jesus Christ gave that parable in the uh, four grounds. Uh, there's the seed that fell to the wind by the night. There's the seed that fell in, in, in stony places. There's the seed that fell by the particulars of thorns. And uh, the, those, by the way, are quickly picked up by birds. And those in the stony places not endure persecution and those in the how we say in the thorns and bushes um they 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 start to grow but they are choked up by the world the cares of the world so they they could be an example of the purpose okay so now uh let's go to jesus christ uh jesus christ does did jesus christ inherit Amartya. Uh, the Bible says he, Second Corinthians chapter five verse twenty-one, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He did not originally have any sin, but he can sin, just like any other man, just like Adam did. He is like the first Adam. His blood was as pure as the first Adam. Because only his blood is uh, the pure blood that can be atonement for our sin. It's not like our blood, which, uh, which came from uh, the the inherited sin of the parents, which were defiled by the serpent. So his blood is pure, but it does not mean he is not. Uh, to temptation. He was tempted in every manner as well as Adam was tempted. But as Adam was tempted, he disobeyed God for the sake of his wife. Jesus Christ obeyed God for the sake of his wife. He was the wife of Jesus Christ. 
church. So there's a parallel. Jesus speaks five. Uh, can anyone feel that mic? Okay, so that will not be recorded. Also, um, as I was saying, let me pause for a moment. Can, can those who do not have any questions, please mute your mic. Uh, because I'll be in that one, so ambient noise will be recorded also. So, okay, thank you. So, let me continue. So, where was I? Um, we were talking about the sin of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had no inherited sin in his blood. When you speak of original sin, we speak of two things. We speak of the sin of our parents, Abraham. We also speak of the blood that inherited that sin. Is there such a thing as an inherited sin? Yes, that, but that sin is not that your sin that you did. You were born with it. As David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. It, because sin is genetic. It came from the blood. That's why it is by the blood that we can be atoned. So everyone born in, on this earth Except Jesus Christ has this inherited sin in their blood. So there are other groups that do not believe in this inherited sin. Uh, Muslims, of course, are not Christians. I do not care about that. But uh, within Christianity, there are also do not, there are those separate groups that do not believe there is an inherited sin. Now, let me quote uh, Romans chapter 7, verse 23. And Paul said, there is a sin in his flesh that's bringing him into captivity, bringing his mind into captivity. So, the sin in the flesh, that is sin in the blood, that's genetic. That's as the word Genesis means, beginning. Genes talks about our origin, our makeup, and that sin is already ingrained in our blueprint. We were born in sin because we have the tendency to sin. So Romans chapter 5 verse 12, everyone, uh, death passed from Adam to Moses to everyone else, even after several, to all men. Death passed to all men because of this sin. So how did we inherit death? Because we also inherited sin. The wages of sin is death. The reason we all die, because we have sin in our blood. Now when Jesus Christ was born in the womb of Mary, he did not get genetic material from Mary. Mary was the uh, surrogate mother, the foster mother. The, the womb, that if you know how, uh, how uh, surrogate mothers work today, um, a fertilized uh, 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 egg embryo will be a fetus, a, a cell, a fertilized uh, cell or ovum of the mother will be fertilized in a test tube, then inseminated uh, into the surrogate mother. So, if you know, it happens in the world today. So, that is a perfect picture of who Jesus Christ was. Jesus Christ is a sec second Adam. When the Bible says the last Adam. He is another Adam. 
the meaning of the word uh, begotten son of God. Why was he begotten? Because he was born. So Adam was the son of God. Jesus Christ was the son of God. The difference is Jesus Christ was born of a woman. Because that's he's part of the prophecy, the seed of the woman. I have uh, somewhere read in the end Thomas that uh, from a different church, he believed that uh, when you say seed of the woman, Jesus Christ must take genetic material from Mary. Now, some I'm surprised some church believe that, some, some few churches believe that, like SDA. So, uh, but... Jesus Christ did not take any genetic material from Mary. Because Mary, in Luke, offered up sacrifice. He is unlike among us. Her, her blood is the same among us. The reason she has to be a virgin because Jesus Christ would be born of a virgin for God Hi. to show us he would not be uh, coming from among us, our blood, in the, in the, this fallen human race, he would be directly be coming from God, just as the first Adam was. So the word seed of the woman, or place in the line of David, not because of the literal seed of David, he was the seed because he would be born of a woman. He would be in the line of succession of kings, he would be in the line of succession from Adam. You can read that in Luke. And in Matthew, there you can trace the genealogy of Christ. One is from David, the other is from Adam. It was traced back to Adam because of that seed of the woman. It was traced back to David because it's the line of the tribe of Judah, the seed of David. Now being a seed is because being born of the line of succession. Not, not necessarily you have genetic material. Because if you follow the line of kings, Chronicles. Sometimes a king was made part of the genealogy, but they, he was not originally uh, in the uh, genetic descendant. He was just placed there by adoption. So we have another word here: adoption. We can become the sons of God by adoption. We have faith in Him, and Jesus Christ Himself experienced this adoption. Not because he's not directly the son of God, but when God when God considers us his son, it's not just because he directly came from him. He considers his son if you overcome. This is Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Even we, if we are uh, responsible parents and we're, let's say we have something to give an inheritance for children, let's say we have a business or whatever, uh, our children is worthy to inherit if our child is trained to manage it. If they, our child is not trained to manage it, it's not worthy of inheritance. That's what Galatians 4, 1 and 2 says. A child, so, so long as, as he is an heir, is still under tutors or governors. Let me say he has to pass the test. Just because you came from God does not mean you're already a perfect son of God. You have to pass the test. Adam has to pass the test. He failed. Lucifer has to pass the test. He failed. Of 
course, Adam, he repented from his sin. That's why he was, he can still be adopted into the family of God through Jesus Christ. Imagine Adam was the first uh, son of God, but he has to pass the test. Adam lost his birthright, but he regained it through Jesus Christ. All humanity would be adopted, that, that would be adopted into the family of God, that, that can become sons and daughters of God, is now by Jesus Christ. Now you can ask, how did Adam be the father of Jesus Christ? He was way, way before that Jesus Christ in hell. When Jesus Christ died, he went to hell and preached. Of course, even before the coming of Jesus Christ, if they wholly held on to the promise of God, of the coming Messiah, of the seed of the woman, the prophecy, it was because of Jesus Christ that the God created the world. It was because of Jesus Christ humanity existed. Now Jesus Christ, John 1, 3, none of us would be existing because it was because of Christ's overcoming. God's foreknowledge, the locals that he overcame, that's why they created the world, that's why we exist. Otherwise, everyone would just be in sin. So, Adam's being the son of God is not because of his original birthright, he lost it. It's because Adam was adopted into the family of God. All Old Testament saints were adopted in the family of God. All New Testament saints, those are the Christians, are adopted in the family of God. John chapter 1, verse 12. So they that held on to God's promise, they will see Jesus Christ after his death. And he will be they will hear the confirmation. Catholic confirmation. Christ came down in hell and preached to the spiritual prison and delivered them out. When Christ resurrected, they also were resurrected with him the Old Testament saints, because it was a fulfillment of the promise. They could not resurrect, they could not uh, be given eternal life until Jesus Christ paid the debt of sin on the cross. Now let's talk about Christ in uh, also having sin imputed unto him. Now, unfortunately, my pastor at some end time had this teaching that uh, in order for Christ to die, he must inherit some sin, and that sin came from the food that uh, Mary ate. So when Mary was uh, being pregnant with Jesus Christ, uh, the food that uh, Mary ate uh, uh, formed the body of Jesus Christ, so that the body of Jesus Christ was supposedly uh, in sin because the earth was cursed of sin because of Adam. That's how they explained it. So when Jesus Christ, uh, it would be like maybe one had, they had corruption in the flesh. Corruption in the flesh. So uh, in this corruption in the flesh, Jesus Christ uh, could die. Because without this corruption in the flesh, he would not die. Now let me explain this esoteric subject. Um, I believe Jesus Christ's flesh did not contain any um, excuse me? Brother Ed, your time is already over. Um, let's proceed to question and answer. 
Okay, okay. So, there's a feedback. Can I ask that someone to noise? Could you mute the microphone? Unless you're the one who's going to ask the question. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, anyone who has any question, I was not able to finish what I was, uh, I wish to say, but anyway, maybe some of you can request me just to wrap up what I was about to say. I'm, I was about to talk about the sin in the flesh of Jesus Christ imputed on the cross. But uh, maybe someone wish to ask some question, I'm willing to be interrupted for that. Does anyone so for you, ask for you, Jesus Christ, so uh, uh, he has a sin. Okay, so I was getting to that. Uh, thank you for that question. That was what I was about to explain. Jesus Christ had no sin. Hamartema, uh, sorry, Hamartia, he did not inherit it. Hamartena, he did not do it. He did not do any physical sin. Was yours on earth? Hamartano, of course, he will not turn his back to God. Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today, forever was faithful to God as he was in the beginning, as from a child, uh, from the beginning. Now, let's talk about the sin that was imputed in Christ. The Bible says that it was imputed on the cross. Cursed is anyone that has hanging on the tree. The sin that was uh, originally uh, imputed to Adam because of his disobedience. Uh, Romans chapter 5 verse 12 14. It was imputed also to Jesus Christ by obedience. So Christ did not sin uh, of himself, but sin was imputed to him on the cross. If you, uh, we understand the scapegoat, the lamb sacrifices. The lambs were made a sacrifice on the altar instead of the person. The scapegoat, there were two goats. One would be slaughtered, one would be uh, let free. But uh, the high priest will lay down on his hand. The person who is sinful will lay down there, his hand to them. And that scapegoat that will be let go, that's let, uh, where we get the word scapegoat because the uh, road will be allowed to escape. Yeah, yeah because. So, the, God was showing through the laws and uh, the ceremonies, uh, laws and ordinances that he had a provision for us to be saved by Jesus Christ. Christ as the Lamb of God, he will be a substitutory, he will receive the substitutory punishment for our sin. Does that mean we're no longer going to die? No, but, uh, we, but we will inherit also his gift of resurrection. When Christ obeyed God, of course he gave up his life, he also lives to God, but he will also inherit eternal life by this resurrection. So, the sin that was imputed to Christ is the same sin that Adam felt. Now, Adam died after less than a thousand years. Christ died immediately of the death. Christ uh, uh, endured that pain. Christ cried out, My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? He felt the pain. He felt the pain of humanity. That, that uh, sin of humanity imputed unto him. Now, all we need to do is to cash that free gift. If we do not want to cash that free gift, we could not receive it because even though it's paid, we paid for it, we still receive it. And how do you receive it? 
we have a chance for salvation. Romans 8.20, we were born in sin, vanity, but uh, unwillingly, we did not want to ask for that, but God provided for us salvation. Now, the sin was imputed to Christ on the cross. So before he was on the cross, he had no sin. But on the cross, remember the brazen serpent that God commanded Moses to make? He became like a serpent, that he became like the fallen humanity. Sin was imputed in the flesh that he would experience death. Then his spirit left in the body, and after preaching hell, went back to the body and resurrected the body. So showing us what better things God has for us, then we are mystified and upon the law for the commandments in the past. Other religions, they don't believe we need uh, we need this redemption blood. So his blood was only stained on the cross, not before the Because if it was already stained before the cross, then we should not uh, if it was stained on the cross, we should not be uh if it was stained in the cross, we should not be we should not be uh, say atoned by his blood on the cross. Why? So because it's it's, uh, it's not a that's another question. Yes, yes, yes. Why did that? Why did Jesus Christ say that my God my God my every part of so Jesus Christ experienced the pain of being separated from God in the flesh. So before his death on the cross, before his curse on the cross, his spirit is uh, always fellowshipping with God. He had this union with God. That the Father is in him, having fellowship with him. Of course, while his body is not yet imputed with sin, his body is preserved by God. But that is a natural body, that is not a resurrected body. So, people, when people tried to kill him, he could not be killed. Because there's a spirit preserving his body for that event. So, gradually, starting from Gethsemane, that spirit gradually uh, withdrew from him. Isn't it that everyone uh, has the time of death and Christ's appointed time of death is on the cross? The Spirit of God will gradually grow from his body because as sin is being imputed in his body, then the God will curse that body just as the lamb will be sacrificed on the altar. So Jesus Christ felt that pain, that anguish, that agony to be separated with God. It's like you being a child, you're still young, you're afraid to be separated from your mother. Uh, even those that are going to school. I have another question. Because I have another question. Um, yeah, I have a question. Why did uh, Jesus Christ said that, my God, my God, why have you persecuted me? And if you answer that, uh, because, um, he, he, he suffered from the cross, he feels the pain. Is Separation. there any, yeah, is there any uh, uh, church fathers coming from the past uh, same explanation as you saying uh, uh, right now? It, there might be, but 